Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. You did hear my puppy dog bark in the background. I'll try to keep him out of the show. Uh, today, I have with me a special guest, Shane Her. Now, for people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Like I mentioned George Bryant's event. We had a blast. She's great. Her husband's cookies are amazing. I got some. We can maybe talk about that, too. But give us a little bit of your background and kind of what you do. So uh, my name is Shang, and thank you, first of all, Joe, for having me on your podcast. I'm a business strategist and a wealth coach. I help women really build wealth, and especially women of color, um, just to really build their wealth. But, and I use entrepreneurship as an, as an avenue to really help them build their wealth because I believe that as an entrepreneur, you own everything. You can give yourself a raise when you want to give yourself a raise. You are on your own terms. And that's what I've discovered might not be everyone's cup of tea as an entrepreneur to build their wealth. But I have learned that that is like the fastest way to build your wealth, sometimes the hardest, but Hey, we're all in this. Um, So I really, that's what I do, but a little background of me I grow up in um, a very traditional family you know girls was expected to do a lot of things we had to follow a lot of rules Uh, this is a lot of things that we just had to do and growing up I just knew that I needed to break those barriers I knew that I did not want to be confined in those rules and I call them regulations yeah yeah but it is what it is so I wanted to create my own path and really show other woman of color who looks like me or who just gets inspired by my story that it's possible for you to create your own journey and create your own money. And, you know, I'm in this journey and in this mission of helping women create wealth, but at the same time, creating this generational wealth that we're passing on to the generations behind us. No, so that's kind of like that. me, what I do in a uh, nutshell. <laughs> no, no, I love that. And, and, and it, I, the thing that popped out to me first was you said, and I love because it's so niche. It's like you have your set group of people you're trying to work with, which is great. But how did you, because you said you come from a very traditional background, how did you even start to come out of that? Because I know a lot of people listening to this, I are some ladies, they're first-time entrepreneurs, business owners, self-pressure. How did you even get out of that? Because I know a lot of people deal with that type of stuff and they're stuck in, this is what my family thinks I should do. Well... <laughs> Um, I actually left because I knew that growing up, I knew that there was things that I wanted more in life. And I knew that I couldn't do that living with my parents. My parents are the greatest human beings on earth. Um, but I just knew that if I stayed in their home, I just knew that I didn't know who Shang was. Mm-hmm. Right. I wish the Shang that was kind of what they wanted. And I knew that at 17 years old. So I knew at 17, I needed to leave the house. So at 17, I moved out. I moved out to live with my brother kind of find my way and figure out who I was and what my values were and just like shedding a lot of layers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the road that I took. And I always tell people it's a journey. It took me 17 years though. Like just like a couple of years ago, it just took me 17 years because I was shedding a lot of beliefs, you know, subconscious thing, and I'm still working on it, but it's really going against the grain but I think the best thing that I have learned along this journey was like find a community mm-hmm. that supports you because yeah. sometimes I'm going to do things that my parents don't approve. I do things that my own community may not approve, but I know there's a community that will accept me for me. And that was through like high school where I found a community that supported my loudness, my boldness. Mm-hmm. And then I found a community that 
supported, you know, my big vision and I found a community. So slowly there's, there's different parts, different communities and there's different parts of you. And the best thing that you can do is find that community and just embrace that part of you and know that, you know, you can't make everyone happy, but I promise you that the more you just kind of keep going forward and don't talk, I guess my thing is don't talk, let people talk. And then your success and whatever your achievements would just show it to them. Like, hey, what she she was doing wasn't crazy or what she was doing wasn't nothing. And then you just become an inspiration to other people. Just give them permission saying, if she did it, then I can do it. Yeah. No, and I love that. So it's kind of funny. I moved 11,000, 1,100 miles away from my family because they had me in a little box too. Similar in kind of what they thought they wanted me to do and be. And I love my parents. Don't take that wrong. But same type of thing. I had to get away from them. I had to find a community. So, no, I love that. I connect very well with that for sure. Um, so how did you find the community? Because, I mean, you broke the traditional and you had to be this way. And then you just started. And you said it was a 17-year journey. And I know there's going to be ups and downs coming with my life. So how did you start to get into go from just hearing your voice to now I'm an entrepreneur. Now I'm helping women. Now I'm doing all these things. How did you, what was the next step you took after you got out of the original situation? So I think for me, kind of went through college, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I had a kid. I think having a kid changes everything. Yes, it does. (laughs) So, So I think for me, like having a kid just changes everything. I think I was like 29 years old. And I, ha- I was, you know, I had my newborn son now eight, but at that time he was two months old. And I literally sat there and I was like, I don't want to drop him off at daycare. And I know the life that I wanted. I knew that working at nine to five wasn't conducive to serving that lifestyle that I wanted. So I was at a crossroad. I was thinking about going back to grad school and then I wanted to start a business and I've always wanted to be a photographer. So I started my entrepreneur journey as a photographer. Awesome. So I always wanted to be a photographer. And I told my husband, I said, hey, you know, I'm at a crossroad. I don't really want to go get my graduate degree, but I really, I've always wanted to be a photographer. And he was like, well, we can't pay for both. So you got to decide. And, you know, he was really honest with me. He's like, look, if photography doesn't work out, you can also go to graduate school. It's always there, but why not go and get your, you know, why don't we just try out the business thing? Mm-hmm. And having a newborn at that time also actually pushed me, you know, because I was saying to myself, like, okay, I have this new baby in my hand. And one day this boy is going to say, mom, I have this dream. How do I do it? I'm so scared. And I'm so, I'm this and I'm that. And I have fears. I have worries. And I was like, how the heck and I am going to teach this boy how to do it? if I don't do it myself, right? right. It's like, how do yep. I teach him? So literally I looked at my husband and I was like, how are we supposed to guide him? If he's like, mom, I want to build something crazy. And we're just like, either we think he's psycho or either we support his dream, right? Yep. Yep. So in order to teach our kids, we needed to go down the journey ourselves. And I think that's what we made the decisions. Like, you know what, let's just go for it. You know, and I think the biggest invest, I think the biggest support was like having my husband there. Cause every time mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what if I do it and I fail? Like what happens? And he's always says like, you know, it doesn't matter if you fail. The point is that we made the decision together. It doesn't matter. Cause I feel like I'm going to disappoint him. Like mm-hmm. what if I fail and the business goes nowhere. And he's always like, 
it doesn't matter if you fail, you succeed. The point is that we made the decisions together. So if we lose 10, 20, 30,000, the decisions were ours. It wasn't right. yours. So no, I think I that, that really helped. Yeah, so that really helped with the perspective. But in reality, it's just that pivot moment of having a kid and making that decision. And then I was really to really to scale my business. I was really ready to quit my job and run a, my, my photography full time. And then I went to a coaching session mm-hmm. with the coach to help me, you know, help me, help me make that transition from nine to five to a full time photographer. And literally I sat in her couch and I was just telling her, she's like, Shane, what do you want to do? And I was like, she's like, what is your dream? I was like, my dream, my ultimate dream is to help women really live the life that they always wanted through entrepreneurship and knowing how to manage my, their money. Because that's what I have learned that when you run your own business and you are financially literate, like mm-hmm. nothing is like you're unstoppable. And then she's like, why don't you go do that? I was like, I don't know. Don't I have to do the photography first? And she's no. like, no, no. And then I was like, okay. And then literally she, I mean, she helped me. She's like, look, you came to me to help me. You came to me to ask for advice, how to make the transition and how to scale and how to get more clients, go on higher end. I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to serve you what you came to me for, but I'm going to tell you that you're going to, it's going to be a long road because you just need to quit and do exactly what you wanted to do. And I remember driving home from that. I remember driving home and I was literally crying in tears. I was Mm -hmm. like, what the heck am I going to do now? Like, where am I going to go? And so I finished my seasons of wedding. And then that's when I slowly transitioned over to becoming a business strategist and really helping people to build a business. Because along the way, people was asking me like, how did you build your business? What did you do? How did you start? And I was giving advice to people already. Mm-hmm. And then people knew that I was going down a debt journey and building my wealth. And people was asking me for tips. And I was like, okay, everything's making sense. And that's when I knew I was like, this is truly my calling. Like this is where I needed to be. Yeah. No, and I love that. So there was a few things that you brought up there. One, you have a team of people around you, but your husband was connected with you. So that's something key. If you have a partner, make sure they're connected with you. Yours is supporting you 100%, which is great. I love that he's like, no, we made the decision together. If we lose some money, we lose some money. My wife's the same way. She's like, hey, look, you know, we're going to do this together. I get that. That's amazing. And then I just love that you've had these pivotal points where people say, you're like, oh, well, I thought I had to do this first. I'm like, no, just do what your heart's saying. Cause like you lit up completely. You're talking about the photography. It was cute. And all, and then all of a sudden you start talking about empowering women and your whole face went, whoosh, it was great. I love that. Oh well, because you, you, I think maybe was that was the first time that someone had heard and seen you, like just seeing the real true, what you wanted to do. And I, I love that having those key people in your life. is huge. Yeah. And, you know, I think, and I, I always believe that everything in your life happens for a reason. Right. And I wanted to build a photography business, but when she started asking me deeper questions, she was like, so do you want to teach workshops? Do you want to, you know, do you want to do like teach like, um, photography classes, courses? And I was like, no, I don't want to do any of that. And she's (laughs) like, okay, so why are you trying to scale your business? You know? And I was like, I don't know. I think I have to complete this. Then I can do that. And then in reality, she was like, just go for what your heart is telling you. At that time, I didn't know how I was going to empower women or what, what vehicle or what 
how I was going to do it. At that time, I didn't know it, but I kept taking steps. I kept learning. I kept moving forward. And I just believe that the more action you keep taking, the clarity, it'll, like mm-hmm. clarity happens, you know, and it just kept going forward and forward. And it just, everything just made sense. No, that's good. So you, you took action. You started empowering women and moving toward what your real calling is. So how did you start attracting clients? You said people just started asking you questions. Was it, did you just start with your circle of friends or did you start out like on social media? How did you start to build that dream and vision? So I just started sharing with people. Like I was to tell people in line, I would be like, oh, just have, okay. So I'm not going to lie. I can sit and have a conversation with people and I can have people tell me their life. Yep. Cause yep. that's just, I, I can, um, that's just like a gift that I have. Uh, but for me, I just started telling a lot of my friends, like, hey, I'm going down this debt journey. Hey, I'm building my business. And I think at first they thought I was kind of crazy, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, what are you doing? And I just kept like sharing, sharing my story. And I just kept sharing with strangers. I would meet like, you know, just at the supermarket or anything. I just keep sharing my story. And eventually I empower other people to do it. But I knew that, of course, my soccer friends wasn't going to bring me money right, right. or generate anything. <laughs> so I just, so I leveraged Instagram, you know, I mm-hmm. started leveraging Instagram. I started going to w- workshops, networking before the whole pandemic happened. I would go to networking events, just connected and sharing my mission and share my purpose. But what I realized that when I go to networking events, I actually don't sell myself. I actually go to connect. So my goal yep. is always to go and connect with people and truly give and help and serve. And then if they do, they are connected with me, my mission and my, the, what the purpose that I'm trying to, you know, with my purpose, then we can work together. But really it's just going out there and putting myself out there. And eventually my clients started coming and I started attracting them. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, because like our friend George said, relationships matter. And when you connect with people first, then it's not that sleazy feeling because I deal in sales for all day long. You know, it's like, oh, sales is bad. But if you connect and help people and just help people, that's real sales. And that's what you did. You went out, you said, hey, this is what I do. I can help you do this if you want. Great. And you touch their hearts. I love that. That's amazing. So, well, I think that's the thing, Wayne, when, even when you said that, even with being selling feels sleazy, it does feel sleazy if your attentions are in the wrong place. Yep. If your intentions are in the right place, if you're selling to them, you're not really, they're not looking at like you're selling to me or you're pitching to me. They're looking at like, okay, this is what I need. And this is going to help me to get to that, wherever I'm, it's going to get me through mm-hmm. wherever I'm that I'm stuck. Yeah. Well, because now there's a friendship, there's a trust. They know they like, and they trust you. And you're not coming across and saying, Hey, buy my product. They know what your mission is. They know what your heart is. So now you can come and reach them and help them. So no, that that's perfect. So I know I'm not your target audience, but say, you know, a woman's listening today and she's like, cool, I have an idea, but I'm scared to death. I don't know what, how to do it. How would you help a lady that has the fuzzy idea, but hasn't started taking steps? What would you, what, what ideas would you give her to start? My advice would be just start, sell it, whatever you have, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, because here's the thing you actually don't really know what product or, or service you're really truly selling until you start selling. Mm-hmm. Because then you start to modify it, right? And you start to say, you know what? It seems like this is working and this is not working. It seems like this is what people like and this is what people don't like. 
And then you, you then you're gonna start to filter out and saying these are the people I want to work with, and these are the people I don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. Then your product starts to evolve. So my thing is, don't wait. Don't feel like just because no one's at your door knocking for your product, put your product out there because someone's gonna buy it, and someone's like, hey, I wish that you did this and this and that. Great feedback. Bring it back. Modify it. Why do they say that? Is she my ideal client? Get clarity. The more you keep doing that over and over, selling becomes easier because now you're going to learn how to sell exactly what people are looking for, what people mm-hmm. want. And then it feels as if like you are in the head and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for my entire life. So just put your product or your service out there, continue doing it over and over. And eventually your product gets better. Your selling skills becomes better. All of a sudden your business starts to evolve with you. Yeah, no, I love that. So do you recommend niching down or do you like more have a broad brush? What is your strategy? Because I've heard both. Okay, so I recommend niching down. That's my biggest advice. The reason why I say that is because when you make business decisions, it's a lot easier when you're first starting out. Messaging becomes easier. Content creation becomes a lot easier. Um, Your message is clear. You know exactly who you're speaking to. Once you niche down and get clarity and get momentum, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you're going to start to attract a secondary group. So you have a, you have a, you have a, you have a first group of people that you really want to work with, right? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you put your products and your service out there. And all of a sudden you attract a secondary group of people. Look into that secondary group of people. And then your target, and then your niche, and then your niche starts to expand, right? Mm-hmm. And then your target audience gets to start to expand. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start working with four or five different groups of people. But still in the same target audience, but their lifestyle is a little bit different. So my advice is always start small, get your skills going, work on yourself, get your sales strategy going, then eventually you're going to expand because there's no way you're going to stay in that niche forever. You're going to start attracting a secondary group, a, a, you know, a third group of people. You're going to start to attract a fourth group of people. And then from there, you should study your second group of people, your third group of people, and really say, why are they buying your product? And learning how to market to those people. And now you can speak to a, a, like, a, a, like an array of group of people. Yeah, no, I love that. So... What I've been listening to you say for the last little bit, I'm just going to recap real quick is share your message with as many people as you can, because the more people that know about you, the more that you can help niche down, find your target audience. Once you get a product set and going, put it out in the market. The market will give you feedback as that feedback grows. What's going to happen is, is you're going to have other people that still are in your niche, but it will expand your market out a little bit more. So that's kind of like the basic building blocks in the beginning. What would be the next step after that? You mean after you found your niche and you're selling your products? Yeah, after you found your niche, you sold your products. Now you want to expand or maybe now you want to start, you know, expanding out more. What would be your next step there? Would you just keep repeating and repeating and building? I would repeat and build, but then now you're building your, your, your group of people is getting bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend to do is having the support system in place. So now you got to start looking at your team in the system and the structure in your life and in your business and saying, where can I release myself and where mm-hmm. can I put someone in? Because you got to build momentum, right? And you can't yep. build momentum if you're just always the one doing it. Because right. in the beginning, we know we're always the one doing it. We do almost everything. So the thing is that before you expand, build a team.
team that can handle that amount of people. Because there's no way that you, when you're starting out, you can handle 500 people knocking at your door. You can handle 10, 20. But eventually, if your brand expands and your brand is attracting you know, a large group of people, mm-hmm. create the system. Hire the right people in place so that way you can always build good customer service because you can have 400 people knocking at your door, but if you don't have good customer service, you're going to lose those 400 people. So before anything, what I would do is I would build, I would build, get niche, notice that it's time to expand your, your, you know, your, your customers are expanding, your customer base is getting bigger, start putting in place systems and structures and people so that way no matter who comes to your business, it's always seamless. Yeah. No, no. I love that because I think a lot of times people get overwhelmed or they, they don't know where their capacity is, entrepreneurs, and they'll push too far. And then they're getting the attraction, but they're not serving their customer. And then their customers are running right out the back door. So, yeah. No, that customer journey is huge for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's all customer experience. Like I tell people, it doesn't matter if you're in the start or, or if you're successful already. Even at the beginning, the best place to you is get those systems and structure in place. Because once you get it going and flowing, and you, if you can put, you know, software in there, apps in there where, it can, where you don't need to be in there, start it at the beginning of your business. Do not wait later. Create that system and that structure in your business. That what happens is you can, I always say you can overview. It's like a helicopter, right? You can look down your business and say, this is the part where I can remove myself. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I can put someone in. Then when you do that, you actually know how that part is functioning and that part is flowing. And you know what goes on in that part instead of completely handing it to someone completely and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, that, that's amazing. And we're not done, but I always put this in the middle. Where can people find you? People find me on Instagram at Shanghai. Uh, S-H-E-N-G-H-E-R-R. So there's two R's. And then they just DM me and let's connect and have conversations and everything. No, that is awesome. I love it. So are you going to incorporate, because I love your your husband's cookies that you sent me. So we're going to talk cookies for a little bit. Are you going to incorporate that more in your business or like, like it was a surprise. So FYI, I, she sent me a box and had these cookies and these like love note type of things, like encouragement things, which for a guy, a lot of guys don't get that. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like you ladies are a lot better at that type of stuff. Just thinking that way. So I was like, Holy crap. I wasn't expecting cookies. I wasn't expecting anything, but is that something that is that just like a strategy you're using right now? Or is you going to incorporate more along the way? I just want more cookies. That's what I'm asking. No, <laughs> no um, I'll buy some you, know the truth, you know, the truth is I do send those out to my clients um, on board. Um, you know, for me, I think when it comes to customer relationship, I think when you're just talking about cookies, I, I don't do it to sell the cookies. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, I'm trying to convince my husband to do a cookie business, but really I do it because I get to know them really personal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as our journey, you and I know as an entrepreneur, you struggle, right? You go through ups and downs. And I think when the cookies, I mean, this is the way I say it. a cookie is just a cookie, right? Mm-hmm. I tell my husband, like, I mean, his cookie is good. It's good. Don't let her. It's good. I like the cookie. Go ahead. Sorry. But a cookie is just a cookie. Like I always tell my husband, a cookie is just a cookie. A pants is just a pants. A shirt is just a pants. But it's the mission behind it. It's the experience that you give to people. And for me, I've always, the way I run my business is I always say, how would I treat them if they were to walk into my house? Mm -hmm. As a host, 
How do I treat them? How do I greet them? What would I know about them? So it's just a, it's just a thing that I do in my business. I say, get to know your clients. Like you don't have to be best friends with them, but, but get to know when their birthday is. Get to know what's their favorite color. What's their favorite coffee shop? What's going on? For me, I get to know them at those deeper level. You know, maybe I might not know like, if they have issues with the husbands, I might not know all that stuff. Right, right. But I mean, I mean, I know like what's their favorite color, what's their favorite coffee shop. But I get to the point where I do know what's going on with their lives, where they do say, hey, Shane, this is what's going on. And then I make the effort as a coach, I send them those things and saying, like, I customize it, tailor it. Because for me, it feels as if I want them to experience like I paid attention. Mm-hmm. I do truly care about them. I do truly want them to succeed. And that if they are going through tough times, I am here. And I'm here by paying attention to the small details. And I was able to send my favorite, their co- favorite coffee, their favorite gift certificate to their favorite store because I paid attention. And that means a lot to mm-hmm. your customers when you pay attention to those details. Yeah, no, it, it does. Connection matters. Relationship matters. I've been in the sales game for 15 years, and I have people that will come back to me with the different jobs and stuff I've done because I just took care of them. I've got to know who their family was. I asked them about their kids' stuff that I knew their kids were doing, you know, that connection. Sending gifts like that, that's a huge thing I think a lot of people miss because especially online, it's so transactional. So, hey, do this real quick. Bye, real quick. We're good. Instead of, hey, Shane, how are you today? How can I help you today? You know, and I think that's what's setting you apart from a lot of entrepreneurs out there. And it's probably one of the reasons why your business is exploding. Yes. I mean, I think it's just, you have to be personable. And, you know, I think, I was just thinking about this today when you were asking to be like really creating that relationship and to really create a business that is very intentional. I was like, okay, what is it that I do? And that, you know, where I can really create that customer journey in a way that I, I do it. You know, this is Shang's touch. No mm-hmm. one's touch, but this is the way Shang does it. And I was like, really is having compassion, being empathetic and being vulnerable. Cause that has allowed me to really connect with my clients, with people at the deeper level and where people can say, look, I feel connected. I feel like what you said was very touching. I feel like you're not fake. And I feel like when you have those three qualities as a leader, I feel that you lead a lot more in a very open hearted way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. Like, I love it. Like it's so nice when you're with the right people, when you're with the right group that has that idea and thought, because again, I'm in the sales world in general and sales can be very cutthroat, can very, be very quick to the point transactional. So when you can make that distinction and change that or reframe that thought process, that that's amazing. So What's next? What's, what's, what's the next goals for your business and what you're trying to do? Any upcoming events you have coming or? No events come, upcoming. Uh, my goal is for the next like a year, I want to help 100 women to really start creating their dream business and really getting their wealth, getting their money in check. Cause I feel like it goes hand in hand, right? It's like, you can, you can have all the money flowing to your business, but if you don't have your financial, you don't know how to funnel your money, you're going to be hustling forever. And I don't, I just, a big believer is like, you know what, you don't need to make, you know, seven figure, eight figure, if you're not living that lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? You can totally make six figures and know how to invest your money and how to funnel your money. And life is really good. Yeah. Yep. 
so I think for me, I just want to help 100 other women. And then I want to, I'm launching my course in two months to really help people build a business online. So that's like the next plan for me. No, I love that. And you said something which I really like as well. Podcast is called 150K Podcast for a reason, because most people income wise on their own don't make over 100,000. Um, if you make over 150,000, you're in the top 10%. If you make over 200,000, you're in top 5%. So I see all the people with the Lambos and all the great stuff. Great. I just want to help people get to the point, same as you, where, you know, they can go and take their kids on a trip to Disney if that's what they want, or be at peace and know that they don't have to worry from paycheck to paycheck and they can live their life by design. So I love that. And you heard her. She's got a hundred openings. So give her a call. <laughs> well, she probably doesn't have a hundred no, but. but- we're going to give you a plug. <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's true. Exactly what you said, though, Joe. You know, it's true. Like, I think when you know how to run your business, and that's why I'm such a big believer, I will always preach system and structure. I don't mm-hmm. care. I know yep. people don't want to hear it, but have system and structure and process mm-hmm. in your business, in your life. And I promise you, you can walk away from your business for a month or two because you know exactly what's going in and what's going out. Everything flows. I know it takes work. I know it takes time. I know it takes troubleshooting, trial and error. But stop building those processes and systems into your business. Yeah, no, it it does. Like I, I, when I train people with sales, same thing. They need to know their numbers. They need to have their processes. You got to do the boring stuff every day that people don't want to do, but you win. You're going to either have a hard life not doing what you should or have a hard time and do it, but you win. It's better. Yeah, I'm with you. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I didn't used to like processes. Was no, I used to be like the free-flowing guy. But once I realized if I do these consistently over time, I get paycheck and I get paid and I can do what I want and I can go on trips and do all this stuff. I'm like, I guess I will start doing that. <laughs> I guess like for me, I've always been a process and system and structure mm-hmm. kind of girl, you know, because I feel this is my thing in life. I want to be able to walk away. If you're going to build a business, think about this in this way. Can you walk away your business and can someone take over and do the things that you that they can take over doing it without you being there? Mm-hmm. If they have problems then you got to finish, then you got to fix, fix your, you know, your structure, your systems and your processes. You have to fix it. And that's just the way I see it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you because if you can't, then the business is always relying upon you and you're tied to it. And that's not what entrepreneurs want. That's not what salespeople want. They want freedom. They want to be able to go and do the fun stuff they want to do, but you don't want to have that in the back of your head going, oh crap. If I leave, is it all going to just go boom? You know, you want to make sure you're good. Yeah, no, I love that. I love yes. that. Any other parting words, thoughts of wisdom that you want to impart to the audience? Mm, who am I saying it to? Your ideal client, if you want. I always say, go for it. Don't wait. Just go for it. Because there'll never be a perfect time. You know, I know this sounds deep and this is going really deep. But we think we have 10, 20 years, but we don't know if we have have 25 minutes to live. So just go for it. So there'll never be a perfect time. I love that. I love it. Thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate you. Tell your husband again, I love those cookies. I love you too, but you know, his cookies are running (laughs) over and I'm teasing. Um, Thank you so much. And for all of you that are listening while we're smiling here, uh, share this episode with your friends. 
Um, some women that might need it, men need it too. All these principles can be applied either way. And until next time, have an awesome, amazing night. I'm Joe Graham with the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond.